When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's the PHNX Cardinals podcast on a Friday. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your programming, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. I'm Johnny Venerable. He is Bo Brock at the PHNX headquarters in downtown Phoenix. We got a jam-packed show on a Friday. A lot of good stuff coming up. We pay tribute to Jim Brown, who sadly passed away today. But first things first, Bo Brock, quarterbacks. Quarterbacks and more quarterbacks as we continue the look this offseason at the depth charts for the Arizona Cardinals. We have looked at, uh, of course, their front seven on the defensive side of the football, the big hog mollies on the offensive side of the football, the offensive line. Now we're going to get into, do you feel like we've been talking about this quarterback position enough? Because it is so important as far as how they start the season. It's a challenging first couple games of the season, and a lot goes into how the Cardinals, how if they're going to have any success, Who's the one under center running Drew Petzing's offense out of the gates here? I don't think we've been talking about it enough because it's it's a kind of under-the-radar storyline. I don't think we have either. And I think we touched on it earlier this week that the, the Colt McCoy dynamic is one where if you would have taken the pulse of this show in January, I think there's a good chance we both thought Colt McCoy will not be on this team. They can save a little bit of cash if they were to release him. Also, new GM new head coach, new new offensive coordinator, no no ties to Colt McCoy. And that's like everything else. So it's like, why would Colt McCoy, it's like we talked about it with our guy, Trevor Sikama, PFF yesterday. It's like, why, why are we taking these parts from Cliff Kingsbury's era and trying to make them work with Gannon and Austin Ford if, if and when you can move off of them? I, I think you look at these dynamics of a Hopkins or maybe a James Conner, a Zach Ertz, like the Cardinals would move off of those players if they could save money. You could save money with Colt McCoy. So I am surprised that in March they weren't a little bit more aggressive in getting an alternative to Colt McCoy. Not to say like this is this is the the person that we're gonna have start over Colt McCoy, but like have it be an open competition. I I feel like right now with this group, it's like, is it even an open competition? Yeah. So it, especially when you throw in fifth round rookies into the equation, it's just there's a lot of uncertainty. I think it makes Cardinal fans uneasy. Yeah, it should make him feel uneasy because, I mean, if there's anything that's maybe the most egregious sign of a rebuild, it's how they've approached the quarterback position, I feel like. I mean, if there's mm-hmm. if you're truly going to go out there and try to compete, you know, I, I think obviously Colt McCoy has given you a, that chance, right? And the six starts yeah. that he's made over the last two seasons, 
He's exact. He's the quintessential backup, right? He won yeah. you three games. He lost you three games. That's what you mm-hmm. get. And you know, anybody who was pounding the table for more than that, you know, I think Colt McCoy, the, the ugly side of of being the quintessential backup, kind of flexed it or kind of turned its ugly head, right? So as far as where they are going forward, it's like okay, you saw the best of McCoy, then you saw maybe not the best, and, and obviously he took. So many lumps last year from his neck to he had an MRI on his head to his calf. He, he had, you know, throwing issues. It seems like those have lingered into the offseason uh, that Colt McCoy is like, OK, at 37 years old, you know, what's the ceiling here? What's the point of a rebuilding team? The point mm-hmm. is, is like you got to give yourself at least a chance. And like David Blau, I think, showed a little bit. Of course, he had his competitiveness to come in off the streets, pick up the offense for Cliff Kingsbury in as little time as he did and compete like he did in Atlanta and compete like he did before the injury against San Francisco uh, is admirable. But it's like, does it inspire hope in this fan base? I don't think so. And it's like Jeff Gristrickle, like we know that story, right? Uh, and, and then Clayton Toon, like people love to see uh, under the radar low drafted rookie quarterback come in and people love to see him compete. But look, it's the toughest position in the world. There's a reason you just don't throw sometimes quarterbacks to the wolves, especially early because things, if they go horribly wrong, that guy's career could be done as soon as it happens. Yeah. And I, I thought they might be a little bit more aggressive with taking a quarterback earlier. Like, I don't think it's an indictment on Kyler Murray had they used a late third round pick, early fourth round pick on a quarterback. That would not have bothered me at all, especially when you consider the bounty of picks that Austin Ford got. And the fact that I think you would have a little bit more leeway there to potentially start a third or fourth round pick. You start talking about a fifth round quarterback, to your point, that's not set up for success immediately. Now, somebody could force the issue. I mean, I I think the Cardinals behind closed doors, if they see Clayton Toon in training camp and he goes out and plays well in preseason, like they would love to start. Clayton tune before Kyler Murray comes back. But to sit here and say like, that's likely it's not likely the NFL game quarterback is the most demanding position. It's, it's the hardest to play in professional sports, depending on who you ask. So you just, you can't go into that. So that's why I think like Clayton tune is the kind of the, the unknown, right? We're excited about him, but he's not the, the plan for whatever it is. The second week of September, the second Sunday in September, it's which veteran are they going to go with? And we're going to talk about the group that they have right now in all the extenuating circumstances, but I, we, we gave a grade to uh, Monty Austin Ford earlier this week about, you know, how do, how they do this off season mm-hmm. and, you know, the Hopkins non-trade aside, which I think is becoming easier to accept because of the draft capital they got in the trade down from, from three to 12. I I'm disappointed with how he handled the quarterback situation. Now, maybe he's got an ace up his sleeve. I'd love to see that. Maybe it means Kyler Murray's ahead of schedule, but to not go out and get a Joshua Dobbs, somebody who started games last year that we know they were interested in, I think that was a mistake. And to to the to the folks in the chat, like Colt McCoy's not even throwing right now. He's 36 years old. He's a career, you know, under 500 quarterback. And he's like 14 games under 500. He is meant to come in and play mm-hmm. the three games max. I mean, like, depending yeah. on who you do, not this show, but other people, it's like Colt McCoy for eight weeks, 10 weeks. Not not a recipe for success, Bo. I don't think he could make it that long. I, no. I really don't. I, I don't think just physically he, his body could could absorb the hits necessarily. And obviously the way that he likes to play the game, 
Uh, I just don't, you know, something he's not obviously the most athletic at going into his year 37 season, but like, is he, he does like to get out of the pocket a little bit. It's not Kyler Murray by any means, but he's, it's, it takes a toll. And I, I don't know if, if he can absorb that type of uh, wear and tear. So it, it, it really does. Yeah. Let's take a look at this list of options. And we've kind of already gone through these. Uh, it's, it's Kyler Murray is these are your quarterback options going into the season. Kyler Murray, if he pulls the, you know, the, the rabbit out of his hat, he shows up greatest trick ever pulled. And he's out there week one. He's Joe, Joe Burrow, uh, coming off his ACL injury, but he's going to be a pocket passer. Uh, that's an option according to, you know, the, the, everybody's favorite Twitter doctor, uh, David Chow, but he also yeah. said he's just not going to be the same quarterback. So I, I think just what we've been told, the intel we know from the organization, Gannon himself, like it doesn't seem like a realistic option at all. Uh, Colt McCoy coming off of his own slate of injuries. David Blau, uh, he seems like he's healthy, even though he didn't finish the season healthy. He left the <laughs> season, regular season finale. Look, we'd have to figure out what actually happened with Blau because we didn't really get to talk to anybody yeah. Did he break his collarbone? What was the deal there? Jeff Solid. Driscoll and then Clayton Tune, the fifth rounder. Uh, I disagree with Blaine in the chat. Uh, Tune is a vet at this point. He's played 55 games. Well, I I think that's a benefit to him. It's just it's different being in the NFL. And and Driscoll and Blau have, have had a cup of coffee in the NFL. Um, you know how to prepare. You you know what you know an NFL defense is going to look like on any given Sunday. But I'm where I would agree with you, Blaine, is I think you can treat Clayton differently than you could somebody like Anthony Richardson that has limited college production after only, what, you know, two years, 18 months, something like that. So I do think of all the quarterbacks you were going to take, like that's why I like DTR in the draft because he had played at UCLA forever. I wanted a quarterback, to Blaine's point, that had a bunch of starts under his belt. So I look at this list and it's just like, it's like white paint. I I still can't (laughs) believe with an offense bow that has I think it's the number one most expensive receiving core in the NFL. It is it's not one. Yeah. Then you've got James Conner making $10 million. You've got an eight figure tight end in Zach Ertz, mm-hmm. Trey McBride, who's everybody's, you know, darling breakout candidate this year, really good tackles. We'll see about the interior. Like the offense should be the strength of this team on paper. And it's like, you're going to put David Blau out there to try to game manage with these players. I just, that's why it just doesn't make sense to me. If you were going to go, full tank job and start a Blau or a Driscoll, right? Or even a one-arm Colt McCoy. Then you just cut everybody <laughs> and you just say, guys, it's the wrong just, arm, by the way, it's yeah, the wrong gonna, I know we're just, we're going to, we're going to evaluate young players and you, and you spin it like that. And then it, it purposely looks like you're trying to go over. You're paying a premium to a bunch of these players. And I get like awesome for I, you know, I'm, I'm being a hypocrite to my own point. Awesome for didn't sign these players, but you could cut some of these players and save money right now. Like, Sticking them out there with David Blau and Jeff Driscoll and Colt McCoy is is basically rendering them obsolete. Maybe everybody but James Conner because his production isn't necessarily tied in a lot of ways to the quarterback. So it's a, it's a really weird situation because we're sitting here in mid-May, May 19th, and it's like, what what could they have done differently? I think a lot. I think they could have reshaped this group or at least there's a little bit more enthusiasm. Right now – Unless we see Kyler Murray out there running around and you and you start to feel some momentum, and I think that's the key. Can you get Kyler Murray and the audience and the fan base to feel momentum that he's going to return sooner rather than later, something we're hopeful for? If that's not the case, 
and you're trotting out Jeff Driscoll on opening Sunday. Yeah. I, I love 2024 draft. That's a long way away. You know, that, <laughs> is. staring down that reality. That's not a good place to be if you're Michael Bidwell. No, I mean, there's a there's a ton of football to play between now and then. And to, to get a fan base just excited on a weekly basis about this quarterback core, it's it's damn near impossible. I mean, David Blau's 0-7 in his career. 0-7. And That's Jeff bad. Driscoll, you know, I, I would imagine not that much better. Uh, and then Colt McCoy coming off the slew injuries that that he faced, and then and then like uh, I like I get people wanting and, and clamoring for Clayton Toon, and, and you you have to love the the confidence that he came out damn right downright com, like cockiness that he said he's the top quarterback in that draft. But let's be real here. I mean, he's, he played at Houston. He's not he's not playing. You know, uh, is, is Houston on their way to the Big Twelve? They're not in the Big Twelve yet. He certainly didn't play all his college ball in the Big 12. He wasn't taking on big-time opponents. He's still putting up me. really, really productive. <laughs> yeah. And he was the second. He was, a, he was a far second most athletic quarterback at the NFL Combine to, to Anthony Richardson. But, like, when you say, like, what were the options? And you can bring this down, Sean. Like, what were the options as far as quarterbacks go? You know, you mentioned Joshua Dobbs. It's like, even a name like that, a guy who was basically picked up off the streets, who had a good, right. a decent preseason for the Browns, and then ended up starting games over um, the kid in Tennessee uh, yeah. at the end of the season, Malik, Malik. Willis. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets a cup of coffee there. Like that's a, that that would even be an inspiring name of hope to yeah. this crew. It's like yeah. Gardner Minshew decided like he would most likely go be a backup again in Indianapolis because they had a top five pick that they utilized on one of these drafted quarterbacks. And they use Anthony Richardson, who, you know, according to everybody in, in Indy, you know, is de- doing everything right uh, yeah. in, in rookie minicamp. And he seems like he's got his eye on the starting job. It's like, you couldn't get, you couldn't pitch Gardner on at least coming and starting until Kyler, like at least you can guarantee basically starting games to start this season. And he was like, now I'll go, I'll go play for old crazy man or say in Indy instead. Well, well, and he's got a relationship. He knows John and Gannon. I know for a fact, Gannon and, and Minshew like each other. They had a good relationship. He got $3.5 million. That's less than Colt McCoy is going to make this year. And everybody, if Gardner Minshew starts games is going to be clamoring for Anthony Richardson when in reverse, if he came to Arizona, it's like you have time then to be patient, more patient with Kyler Murray. I think that's the, one of the things maybe they didn't think through, Bo, is that you bring somebody competent in, a Brissett, a Minshew, a Joshua Dobbs, somebody like that, there's some patience. Like, okay, K1, take your time. If Jeff Driscoll or David Blau or Colt McCoy throws throws like, let's say they throw like a handful of interceptions in the first month, a couple pick sixes, what are you going to do? You're going to wave the white flag on the season? It's just like everybody's going to be saying, where's Kyler? Get Kyler back. He looks mm-hmm. great. We've seen glimpse of, of him at practice. You guys are going to be out there on the sideline during practice. Kyler's going to be whipping it around. He's going to look really good. Yeah, and I think they they mishandled that. I don't say Austin Ford mishandled a lot, but it's like Minshew started games, won games in primetime. Jacoby Brissett knows Drew Petzing. I get it. Brissett went to Washington. He wants to win that job. He's making $8 million. Pay him $9 million. Pay him $10 right. million for a year. Who cares? Pay him $10 million so you don't have to worry about because that, I mean, I know they know it's going to be tough this year without Kyler Murray. I don't know if they know how difficult it will be if you roll with this quarterback group for the majority of the season. That because because then you start talking about 
is Gannon equipped for this job? Do you have to fire the offensive court? Like, there's going to be a lot of talk of that, not from this show, but from mm-hmm. external can Like, these guys are in over their head. What are they doing? Yeah. And so I know everybody's down on this roster right now, but you needed to steady the waters. And there's still time. I mean, Bridgewater doesn't do a lot for me. But I, I could see a scenario, Bo, in which, like, let's say Anthony Richardson just forces the issue in training camp and he becomes the starter. Maybe you could pull off a deal to get Minshew back here if you're underwhelmed with your options. Maybe Joshua Dobbs is cut. You could claim him. But that's that's relying on other teams, what they're going to do. Yeah. You had three to four options in free agency, and, and you kind of sat on your hands. Yeah, I mean, Cleveland has Watson at QB1, and then it's going to be a battle between Dobbs and DTR and Kellen Mond for the backup role, and, yeah. and we'll see what happens to who are cast off from that roster. And right. if it's if it's a guy like Dobbs, you know, the, the Cardinals already made their decision on, on DTR that they, they valued Tune over him because they took him ahead, just one pick ahead of DTR in the draft. So um, it, it really is fascinating. And, and then you have to also take in consideration, like, Kyler Murray, his contract, his skill set, you know, as much as people like wanted to to report and, and be sensational and say that Kyler Murray like was a deterrent, like maybe yeah. quarterbacks were just like, yeah, I get to start a couple games, but once he comes back, like the contract tells me, the play tells me, that's his job. What's what, yeah. what else? I'm, then I'm back to the bench and I'm never going to see the field again, potentially, even though Kyler Murray's finished, you know, dealt with some, you know, a hamstring injury, ankle injury here and there. Maybe it was just that was a deterrent to, to some of these guys that think, okay, you know, Andy's bringing in a guy. We don't know who it's going to be the third quarterback off the board. Yeah. Uh, you know, Cleveland Dobbs was familiar with that from the previous preseason and just wanted to go play for, for Kevin Stefanski and back up to Sean Watson again. I don't know, but yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's really fascinating how, as well as Monty Ossifort, like really had a, a finger on the pulse of the draft and how that moved and came away with a solid class, we believe, and and how he's he's made some unpopular but necessary moves this offseason. I think you can point to the quarterback position and lack of movement there as is one of the few missteps. Jalen Blair, I'm going to push back on on this comment. I respect you for putting it out there. They're not in the business of throwing money away like Johnny is proposing. I'm assuming to my comment on getting Jacoby Brissett or Gardner Minshew. This year is going to be rough, and they know that. If that was their mindset, then just trade D-Hop away for a ham sandwich. Get rid of him for a fifth or sixth-round pick if you're trying to dump money at that that aspect. They're going to roll with D-Hop right now unless they get a premium pick in return for him. DeAndre Hopkins has a cap hit of $30 million this year. So then I don't want to hear you say, well, we're not going to spend then $3 million on Gardner Minshew when you can cut Dennis Gardeck tomorrow and make $3 million. There have been opportunities to reshape some players that are not going to be in the equation, whether it's now or September or November, that are going to be long-term staples for this team. You can move off of and get into the green post-June 1st, and you could have allocated some of those funds to a backup, to a capable backup. You are, it's just, I get it. A lot of people are like, well, the Cardinals aren't aren't serious this year, so their quarterback room is obsolete, especially in, until Kyler Murray comes back. You, you got to sell tickets. You got to get people enthused. You, I mean, it's going to start to feel real when you're out there in training camp and the preseason, and this is your quarterback room, and all this stuff about rebuilding and reshaping the roster, and we're just going to roll with what we have with these 
D and C options until K1 yeah. comes back. That's great in March and April. You can talk yourself into a lot of people, but you look atrocious. And this is all due respect to Drew Petzing, but you look <laughs> atrocious with these quarterbacks. And it's like, how quickly can we get somebody else in here? Because yeah. our, we got we got to reinvigorate the Red Sea. You're not going to do that with Jeff Draft Driscoll. I'm sorry, you're not going to do that. It's uh, and when you bring up DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, if you're going to try to continue to build up his value and how other teams perceive him and are willing to take on his contract, maybe at the deadline. I mean, the last time we saw DeAndre Hopkins on the playing field, he was trying to catch passes from from uh, Trace McSorley. He had 10 targets in his final in the final home game last year and had one catch. Possible one ball. catch, he was targeted Possible 10 ball. times. It was unbelievable. Yeah. And, and the one catch he had, I think, was right around the line of scrimmage to keep yeah. his streak going on, his, his Fitz-like streak, where I think it's in the hundreds uh, with, with the ca- consecutive games with a catch. But, uh, I mean, you, you can't – if you're trying to drive up value there, you can't have Jeff Driscoll or Clayton Toon struggle and find rhythm – at the NFL level, uh, th- the one thing I do know about Colt McCoy and say what you will about his, his arm and it's a noodle arm, whatever, he can get DeAndre Hopkins the ball. He, he, he showed that he did that last season when he came in relief of uh, Kyler Murray against the Patriots. DeAndre Hopkins, seven catches, 79 yards. Uh, when he played in, against, who was it? Who else was out there? Oh, the game against the Rams that they won. 10 yeah. catches, 98 yards. I mean, he's he knows how to get nuke the ball. So if you're trying to boost up DeAndre Hopkins trade value, it's going to be McCoy. Yeah. I I'm trying to look back on when they were. So back on March 14, 15, 16, kind of that area, they were negotiating a contract, a one-year contract with Joshua Dobbs. They had, they had talked to Joshua Dobbs reps. He wanted a little bit more guaranteed money but it was like the difference between like 500 grand and not, not a lot. Right. And it's just that to me, I know you wouldn't have enthused the fan base, but you could have looked at a sample size in Tennessee last year and just said, yeah, this, this makes sense. He played well. I think he won a game or two. Um, you could sell that to the fan base. And I think that was a miss. I think they're going to look back and say, you know, what were we doing there? I, this is, this is just not it. And I get it, but you know, Clayton Tune might surprise people, but you want, do we want to go on the record right now and say who do you think is going to open the the season for the Arizona Cardinals at quarterback? Yeah, this right? is like the most unsexy conversation I think we could possibly have, and it's been a long yeah. off season, right? And sometimes we have to kind of spit shine some turds, but th- this might be the one. I think I think it's Colt McCoy. I think Colt McCoy yeah. is my is my QB one going into the season, barring any kind of. Uh, transaction between now and then but if he can continue to get healthy and 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 get his arm back in into shape and if he wants he's under contract i know he's doing stuff with the usfl on tv and things like that great but huh that's great it's great i don't i don't want that is that like a is that a glass from a 1990s pizza hut where did you get that (laughs) don't talk about i'm trying to make a serious (laughs) point Yeah, I'm gonna go. Play. I'm gonna cafeteria. go. I'm gonna go get some dessert pizza uh, after I. After I eat. <laughs> You're gonna go sit um, down and play some like asteroids at the at the sit down pizza I, I, hut in Maricopa. I'm gonna be straight with you. I bought these off of Amazon. They were like <laughs> four for like five dollars because they look like retro pizza arcade cups, and I love them. And my wife hates them, uh, but I will. I will drink them forever. Um, I'm with you. I think it's Colt McCoy. Yeah. But, 
I it just I until they do something else. Um, I I think it's like the conversation we had about like Paris Johnson Jr. and DJ Humphreys. It's like you just go with who's available until they give you a reason not to go with them. Clayton, if Clayton Toon comes out and lights it up in the preseason, then we're celebrating. We're having a great conversation. I, I don't understand Gary's comment here saying like, I hope they play Clayton Toon and make us look silly because of the comments. You want when he that to happen. Up. Absolutely. I I mean, uh, but a guy going from, from Houston playing for the Cougars and much, go, I know he played did you watch five seasons. I mean, if if Brock Purdy played week one, he's not Brock Purdy that he was not, at the end of the season. And we don't. No one can say Brock Purdy and Clayton Toon in the same sentence. Number one, Brock Purdy's roster is the best in the NFC easily, and he's got Kyle Shanahan. Like everybody thinks the Cardinals have the worst roster in the NFL, and I know it just lauded their skill players, but can we? The Brock Purdy thing makes me wanna, makes me want to throw up with with these late quarterbacks, like. And I and I don't think Brock Purdy's that great. I think he's gonna come back down to earth this year. All right. So Clayton Toon, how much did you ever watch him at, at Houston? Did you catch him ever I mean, on just, a Saturday? Just from the the highlights and the breakdowns during the draft process. I remember watching him, I think against I can't even remember who it was. This is not good podcasting. And I remember thinking he's got a pretty good arm and he's and he completes the ball pretty consistently. He like mastered the offense, right? But I, like they're not running the same offense as Houston, and they're not playing in that conference. It's it's going to be tough. The 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 best thing for him is can he complete passes? Can he complete the layup passes and distribute to playmakers? What will hamper Driscoll, whose completion percentage is bad, and somebody like David Blau, who couldn't you know he did okay last year, but he missed some open throws in the Atlanta game. Is like, can you get DeAndre Hopkins and Marquise Brown and Rondell Moore and Zach Ertz the ball in space? And that's to Bull's point. That's what Colt McCoy. Let's can talk do. about. Okay, let's see. Use, let's use Desmond Ritter as an example, right? Desmond Ritter was a third round pick, Cincinnati. Cincinnati went to the, went to the played, college football playoff. Yes, played in the college football playoff uh, semifinal against Bama, and he struggled. He yeah. struggled mightily, and it's yeah. like to 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 have expectations for Tune to come in and as a fifth rounder, as what was he QB six? to come in and play week one. I just like, I know we've seen the success stories, right? Obviously one of the greatest stories ever told is Tom Brady, 199, right? Six round pick. Didn't even, he had to split time at Michigan. He comes in, gets his opportunity. I think in year two after Bledsoe got just absolutely lit up. And then you got like the Russell Wilson, but what Russell Wilson was a third round pick. Russell Wilson played big boy football at NC state and then Wisconsin in his final collegiate season. It's like, this is a hard position. We've seen guys who are solid in college just get chewed up and spit out by the NFL. So uh, as much as I like Toon's athleticism, I like his playmaking, I like his production from Houston, I'm just trying to be realistic here. Like, w- what w- the chances of him starting the season for the Arizona Cardinals are, are basically zero. Zero percent, uh, which is a better percentage than uh, me right now making my wagers on the NBA playoff. But I will proceed forward. I, for whatever reason, I, I thought the Lakers would win at least one game in Utah or excuse me, in Denver. And that has not happened yet. So kudos to the Nuggets. I hope you took the Nuggets and the points. Uh, the Nuggets money line has been I mean, it's been crazy beneficial this postseason during the NBA playoffs right now. Do your dabbling with everything gambling with BetMGM. BetMGM, call your shot. We've teamed up with BetMGM 
this season. We're going to be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers to our listeners every single week, including this, every Saturday, which is manana and Wednesday. Claim your bonus bets on the house. Fans are automatically going to receive a bonus bet upon logging into their account. We've got, I think, Celtics and Heat tonight, game two. Dabble on a bonus bet, but fair warning, they expire after 72 hours. So do not wait. Get them in now. Do not wait to come out for the Knockout Nights Cornhole League. First Friday of every month, May through August, at BetMGM Sportsbook on the Great Lawn at State Farm Stadium. We cannot see. wait to see you there. Giveaways, specials, BetMGM prizes. Folks, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, you got to use that bonus code PHNX. Like I mentioned, there's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our friends and family, our folks in Arizona, here you're going to get up to a hundred and hundred dollars in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use that bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for the entirety of full details. And now listen to our guy Shane Diefenbach talk about the disclaimer. Disclaimer: Twenty-one plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call eight seven seven eight HOPE NY or text HOPE NY four six seven three six nine New York. Call one eight hundred Next Step Arizona one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero Kansas Nevada one eight hundred three two seven five zero five zero Massachusetts one eight hundred Bets Off Iowa one eight hundred two seven zero seven one one seven for confidential help Michigan. I love everybody in the chat. I love the enthusiasm. I love the spirit. People, yep. I, I, I would love to see a fifth-round selection start at the quarterback position for the Arizona Cardinals. I think it would be a blast. And if he has any success, it would be even more fun. Uh, it would be as fun as our draft party that we had at Four Peaks. We were out there. We were buying beers. Love to see you guys again. Buy you some more beers. Kilt Lifters, the Wow Wheat, number one wheat beer in Arizona. It's Wow. Can't go wrong with that. And I'm always talking about the barrel-aged beer that they have there. It's brewed on location, and then it's aged in these Kentucky barrels. And it's always the smoothest, most delicious beer you can get, especially in this great state of Arizona. Check everything out. They just did a PHNX Suns uh, Arizona draft where they drafted the best things out of Arizona. If they didn't draft four peaks, well, that was a swing and a miss. They're all, they're all gone. Did they draft four peaks? Gerald, Gerald drafted four okay. peaks, and he drafted good. it pretty early on. All right, so he didn't, nice. he didn't time it. There's a good pick by Gerald Bourget of PHNX Suns. Make four peaks your number one selection this weekend. You're going to check out the rest of the hoops games. You're going to go check out the rest of the NHL playoffs or Maybe watch the Diamondbacks as they heat up. Uh, make sure you go to Four Peaks. Get yourself some great apps, great entree, great dessert, great beer. Got to be 21 years or older. Make sure you're following them on your socials at Four Peaks Brew and at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest with Arizona's hometown brewery, Four Peaks. So we're both on the record. We think Colt McCoy, we're reluctantly saying, is going to start the, the 2023 <laughs> season for the Cardinals. Yeah, Bo? Yeah, I think that that's, okay. you know, that's us not exactly going out on a limb. It's the safe pick. Uh, it was the when the team was not when it didn't have Kyler Murray in the shotgun last year, it was he was giving them the best chance to win. And we saw Blau two games or about game and a half. And we saw McSorley, who's no longer on this roster. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think you're dealing with that type, that caliber of player right now in the quarterback room. Uh Revenge game, week one against the Commanders. We'll see about that. A lot of football to be played out in the offseason. Uh, if you didn't know, the great uh, Jim Brown, a lot of people think the greatest football player of all time, former Cleveland Brown great, graduate of Syracuse, passed away today. 
Uh, his impact on the game is impacted well through the, the latter decades of his career. He became an actor, an advocate for the NFL with concussions and all that. Um, so l- the loss of a, a significant Titan, I think in the NFL top 100 that they did, greatest players of all time, he was number two. But where does he rank for us? Bo and I are going to unveil our top five running backs of all time. And just to clarify, this is not just the Super Bowl era. This is of all time, Bo and I's own opinion. Now, we haven't seen each other's choices, Bo, but I would imagine there's going to be some similar names and maybe some different names. Yeah, I tried to uh, really incorporate some guys I watched growing up because there, there's sure. been some great running back performances, careers uh, that that stretch way before my time. Uh, but I tried to incorporate, I got two of them in there, and I don't think it's too big of a reach. But I, my fifth rank uh, running back is Ladanian Tomlinson. The, the season he had where he scored, what, 30-plus touchdowns for the San Diego Chargers, yeah. uh, the team that couldn't get over the hump in the postseason, but LT was the leader of that team. It wasn't Phillip Rivers. It was a running back and LaDainian Tomlinson. He was doing it, you know, not only running the football, he was catching passes out of the backfield. He's an absolute monster for so many years for the Bolts. So LT is my fifth overall running back. Who's your fifth? Uh, it's funny. Um, so you talk about modern and I I'm with you. I want to watch, or I, I want to give my opinion on guys I watched. And, you know, I was texting somebody earlier today and they said, you gotta have Gail sales in there. I was texting my dad and I was like, I like Gail sales. I didn't watch Gail sales play and he only played for six years. So I don't know if I'm grading on a curve, but just, you know, heads up. I don't have Gail on my list. I do. However, fifth overall, my list, I'm going to go Adrian Peterson, somebody who very well should have been an Arizona Cardinal fifth overall. Um, the best pure runner of the football in, in my lifetime, probably. Um, I think he's better than Eric Dickerson. Um, I think he's more of a violent runner. I think the game has changed, obviously, in these latter years where guys catch the football more and more often, the Camaros of the world, the LTs of the world. But I think Peterson was the last true throwback, thoroughbred runner between the tackles, came off in an ACL, won an MVP, over 2,000 yards in a season, almost had Dickerson's record. I know they play more games now, but to me, like just with my eyeballs, and then the statistics, who's going to go in the Hall of Fame? He is the fifth best running back I've seen in my lifetime. And I also think it just pains me to say, like, I remember where I was during that draft where I wanted Joe Thomas. <laughs> Joe Thomas wasn't going to be available. Right. So like, you, just, you just take Adrian Peterson. And right. that was back when you could take backs high. And I was, I was a lifeguard in high school. And I couldn't watch the draft that day. The draft was like on a Saturday. And yeah, I yeah. my my lifeguard testing that day I had to go and swim the laps and get the brick off the ground and all that. And I got in my car, I turned on the radio and they had taken a tackle out of Penn state named Levi Brown. Mm-hmm. And I was just immediately sick to my stomach and I'll, I'll give Steve Kime this to this day. He said he would have taken Adrian Peterson over a tackle or running back over a tackle, which I believe by the way, because of how kind values. The- <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, there are people that were drowning in the pool. You're sitting there and you're just, Oh, let's devastated. see what's, what, what's going on here. How many how many sacks did Levi give up against Michigan State? What's going on? Oh man, yeah, just that that one definitely goes down as far as the the Cardinals missing out. I had Adrian Peterson AD all day as my fourth running back on this list. Yeah, you look at his first eight seasons. Uh, he had the one where he, he was he was lost for the entire season in Game One because of the yeah. ACL tear, and then he came back. 
the very next year and was dominant. The still still the same dominant running back. Like you can stack his eight seasons up against any other running back in in the history of the game, and it and it, he's he's right there. Uh, so Adrian Peterson is is my fourth running back. So you and I did not know each other's list ahead of time. I have LT, Ladanian Tomlinson, ah. for overall. So you and I put a spicy modern flavor on this list. Um, I think LT changed the way the running back position was handled, even more so than Marshall Falk. I think Falk benefited from playing with Kurt Warner. Um, and I think Ladanian Tomlinson was that team, was that offense. The year that he scored 30-plus touchdowns, I'd never seen anything like it. Yeah. Uh, it was transcendent. And he was a great player before and after that. Uh, he's got all the statistical records you would ever want. I love the fact that out of high school, they told him he wanted to go to Texas, either Texas or USC. And they said, you can come here, but you got to play fullback. So he went to Texas Christian because they let him play halfback, and he was sensational there. Just imagine, he might have been the first overall pick had he gone to, to Texas or USC, but he fell a couple picks to the Chargers. So one of my all-time favorite backs, the visor, the, the powdered blue 21 jersey, iconic images of my youth. And he just, he it's a shame. He and, he and Fitz are in that same category of some of the greatest players of all time that also never won a ring. He goes fifth overall. Mike Vick was number one. Cardinals yep. take another offensive lineman that draft they take leonard davis who is just a mountain of a man just wasn't as, as productive you're as saying they should have taken Bijan this year in the top <laughs> 10 they should have taken it back finally but so the chargers they pull that they, they get so then they trade out of the top spot then they trade with atlanta in that draft yeah because then they they had breeze at the time didn't they, they took no? no they took breeze yeah, i think breeze at the top the of the second round didn't yeah. they they liked breeze out of purdue yeah or no i guess breeze was was no yeah yeah Breeze was second round. He was pick one, two, one in second round. Uh, but yeah, Ladini was unbelievable. 28 rushing touchdowns. And then you added uh, a couple receiving touchdowns that year, 1800 yards uh, rushing and then 500 receiving. He had 31 total touchdowns. Just, just a machine. All right. Now we're throwing it back a little bit. Uh, I got sweetness is my third best running back. And, and that's crazy to say. Walter Payton, all time, as far as the Chicago Bears goes, uh, I take him over Sayers. I think that Walter Payton, uh, also one we lost too young, way way before Jim Brown, who was 87, who died today. Uh, but but Walter Payton, man, I mean, he was one of the best to ever tote the rock in the NFL history. Almost 17,000 uh, or 17,000. Yeah. 17,000 yards rushing. He's my third overall as well. Bo Brock. Uh, I remember watching him and he looked like he was carrying like a loaf of bread because his ball secure never fumbled really, but his ball security was all over the place. And he just looked like a Greek God on the football field, sliding, maneuvering. He is, I think he's the combination of my first and second best running back of all time is, is how I'll describe that. he, he had the power, he had the elusiveness, the explosiveness, obviously led the Chicago Bears to their one and only Super Bowl. Um, and yeah, his his post... Never got the TD, never got the tutty. I know, they gave it to the fridge, which is... <laughs> but that doesn't matter. He's got his championship ring. I think Larry Fitzgerald would, would trade his multiple touchdown Super Bowl game. I know he yeah. for, for a championship, so, but... When I was putting his list together, uh, I had... I Well, I have Jim Brown as my second overall running back. And I kind of feel like that was the wrong move because when I saw this stat that in the nine seasons that he was in the NFL, yeah, eight of them he led the league in rushing yards. He also 
is retired as the only player to average 100 yards or over in every game. Yeah. Over five yards per carry. He was at a 5.2. He's unbelievable. Um, so Jim Brown was my was my number two. He was also, a, I guess, an unbelievable lacrosse player. So when you mm-hmm. talk about like two sports stars, lacrosse a little bit more under the radar, but he was all American at Q's, right? Yeah, he was lacrosse. also a track star. He played, he did everything. I think he also played basketball a little bit, but I know he was a track star. He, was he a, did, yeah, he, he did a, letter in, in hoops. I did hear yeah, that. He today. was, uh, uh, I think, more than a three sport athlete at Q's. He's a legend, though. He has a statue on campus. He's our resident Q's alum, Sean DePaz. One of the few men to get the honor of wearing 44 on the football field for Syracuse football. It is a very wow. um, him, Ernie Davis, and Floyd Little, the only three that have their number retired. So he's a he's a legend in college as well. I think CFP made him or college football ranked him as the number one greatest college football player of all time in their hundredth year celebration thing. So he, I mean, he just he you could you could make an argument he should be like the NFL image for the logo if they ever went to uh, a singular entity that that should what be what it looks like picking spreads also saying Jim Brown is the only one and only NFL player in NFL history to win the MVP as a award as a rookie that's right yeah which is, which is unbelievable his highlights are unbelievable um so I think you and I have the same top two but in a okay. different order so I uh, I have Barry Sanders second overall um and I I went back and forth on this as well I think Barry Sanders to me did more with less than any singular player maybe in NFL history. You talk about the dysfunction in Detroit and what he was able to do, just his ability to make people miss in the open field. And I know people throw the stupid statistics out about the negative plays, but basically playing by himself out there. He led Detroit to relevancy, their last NFC North title, I think, in the early 90s. Got beat by Brett Favre in the wild card of the divisional round. But just truly sensational, was fantastic out of Oklahoma State. Um, retired, unfortunately, way too early because he was tired of losing. Dylan in the chat, Barry Sanders went to a Pro Bowl every season of his career. Crazy. He is the best. Like, I remember watching him as in my youth. He's the best running back that I saw in my lifetime. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody on the playground him. wanted to be Barry Sanders. Right. I mean, and you shake and bake. And he was obtained like it was like he wasn't the biggest guy. No, like, I love Jim Brown, but I'm you know, five seven, five six and a half. It's like <laughs> Anybody can be Barry Sanders. Anybody can be Steph Curry making three, you know, three pointers. We don't have to be built like Dwight Howard or, you know, Trent Williams. And that, and that was the appeal to Barry is Barry to this day. He's just a little guy. And I, to, to be able to go out there and do the things that he did, especially in that era where you could do everything, you could hit everybody. They, he, he kind of encompassed because I love Jim Brown. He's my number one. But Jim Brown, how many you know plumbers and insurance agents was he playing against back then? Whereas Barry Sanders <laughs> kind of met the conclusion of we can still mess people up, we can hit people, we can do whatever yeah. we want, and the athletes have never been bigger, faster, stronger in the mid to late 90s. So um, Barry's number two for me. Jim Brown is number one. All right. Not bad. Do you want to add something, same Sean? Five. Same five. It's unbelievable, no. though. We had the same five. I was About Barry Sanders, I was just going to say that like, I feel like when you watch these old running backs, even like all respect to Jim Brown, but you watch him and it almost seems like the videos in slow motion a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, Barry, you watch him today, and I feel like he transcends generations. Yeah. Like, you still, you still get impressed by what he does. You feel like he could do it in today's game. Who was your first out, Bo? Uh, I'll, I'll say this reluctantly, but probably Emmett. Yeah. 
I would I probably, I, there's a group there's a group of about five of like Emmett. guys like Terrell Davis you're like man when he was healthy he was unstoppable I remember him going for 2,000 yards I remember Barry Sanders going for 2,000 yards uh Marshall think- Folk Marshall Falk, absolutely. The thousand, Eric thousand Dickerson, Dickerson's in the in that category. There's a, I mean, doing a top five is really hard. But then there's like that next tier of five. I think top ten would be easier. Um, but I mean, you, I have a bias against guys I watched. I mean, Adrian Peterson to me was the most do- dominant running back that I that I had seen in my life in terms of like, remember that game against? I think it was the, who is it as a rookie? He ran for like over the Bears at home as a rookie. Some of those runs and those cuts in the open field, the jump cut that he perfected. Yeah, it's just unbelievable. RIP to an icon, to the legend in uh, Jim Brown. Dylan in the chat says Bo Jackson. Absolutely. There's no right or wrong list. We just gave you ours. Just like there's no wrong time to head over to Circle K. Gear up for the NBA playoffs tonight. Eastern Conference Finals. Get all your snacks, tasty goodies. In-house, how about 12 packs of beer, Red Bull Monster Energy Drinks, iced coffee to stay awake. We're so excited to partner with our friends at Circle K. Check out your local Circle K for, again, coffee, beer, snack selection, premium gas, at not a premium price, by the way. Love my Circle K just down the street from me here in the Copa. Make sure you're not missing out on all the great stuff they've got going on right now. Text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club. Get a buy one, get one free offer. 32-ounce Polar Pop. Head to CircleK.com slash store locator. Again, CircleK.com slash store locator to find the nearest Circle K to you. Staying cool with a few Polar Pops. Looking cool with some Shady Rays. Got to take advantage of Shady Rays with the best deal of the season using our code PHNX. Get 50% off two or more pairs of premium polarized shades. They're gear built to last. I mean, they look like designer sunglasses, but they're built. They're so sturdy. You drop them, no problem. You're not going to get any scuffs on these as well. They're unbelievable. They've got insane protection in all the eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by a lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they'll send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. They have your back as long as you purchase. That's unbelievable. Like, because I've lost... I think I'm undefeated as far as losing sunglasses. I've lost every yeah. pair that I've owned and having shady rays have that guarantee. That's, that's, that's it worth purchase right there. Take advantage of shady rays, Memorial day sale. It's going on uh, starting next week. Check out uh, starting May 25th. They've got uh, ShadyRate.com. You'll get 35% off all sunglasses. So make sure you've got that ready to go. But right now you can take advantage of that PHNX promo code. Get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. This sunglass is rated five stars by 250,000 people. Shady Rays. Wait, real Coker. quick, off the cuff, yeah. Cardinals best running back since moving to the desert. It's a no. very, well, not a great list. Gary in the chat. And we were going to do a, a cards list. He said, don't forget about Otis Anderson, 100%. But the best in Arizona, um, I would probably say for one year, it was David Johnson. Yeah. I don't, there's no longevity award because nobody's been great even three years running. Edge had back to back middling a thousand yard seasons. Beanie Wells had a, a one good year. That was it. Um, I would say when, I mean, David Johnson was the offensive player of the year in the NFL. I don't, and he, I, he, 20 tuggies. Yeah, that's it. It's David Johnson. Yeah. 
I don't disagree. If you look at their all-time rushing yards leaders, it's Otis Anderson at 799, 7,999. And then you got like Stump Mitchell. Uh, and then you start to get like David Johnson's top 10 on that list, 3,100 Is Kyler Murray in the top 11? Did I see that earlier today? I think Kyler's like top 10 or 11. Maybe since they history. moved to, he's in the top 20 as far as the organization goes. Okay. Maybe, but maybe since they moved to AZ, because it's, yeah, I mean, he's got to be ma- easily top 10 since they moved to the desert. He is. I, I looked it up this morning. He's 10 or 11, which is just, that's unbelievable for Kyler, but just that's a disgrace for the card. Though. Michael Pittman right there. Andre yeah. Ellington. Bad. And some throwbacks. Tim Hightower. It's a great pick in the fifth round. The shelf but life David- for running backs is so short. It's crazy. The- the peak for any of those go well. First of all, the Cardinals fudged up. They had um, what's his name that went to San Francisco, right? That what Garrison Hurst, mm-hmm. and they had Thomas Jones. Yeah, Thomas Jones was fantastic. Was he like sixth yeah. overall, Thomas Jones. Yeah, of course he was. The best peak <laughs> back that they've had was was David Johnson, and uh, you can I know I see Larry Centers a little bit in the chat. Larry Centers at on his best day was not David Johnson, twenty sixteen. David Johnson was a man among men in 2016. He was unbelievable. And Absolutely unbelievable. I love the stories from Frank Sanders talking about, you know, obviously that team, that Cardinals team that went to the playoffs with Jake Plummer and Frank, Rob Moore, Larry Centers, and then they had all this momentum. And then the organization, they let a guy like Larry Centers walk because they paid Jake early. And then he goes to Washington and continues to, to yeah. be one of the best fullbacks. Uh, he was unbelievable. I'm going to make a prediction right now that the, the best back in Cardinal history in Arizona Cardinal history oh not boy. franchise is going to be the next one they draft is going to be the Monty oh, wow. running back that they draft in like the second or third round next year. That's my prediction. It's not a hot, I don't think that's a hot take. I mean, it's like Kyler Murray, like the quarterback position too. like Kyler Murray's right there. Total touchdowns. He's, he's already neck and neck with like, the great since they moved to the desert, like Carson yeah. Palmer and Kurt Warner. And now it's like Kyler Murray. Cardinals just drafted back and he has like a couple thousand yard seasons that that person becomes like top five back in the franchise. History. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> Kyler had his uh, Nike dropped a, I don't know if it's, it's not a signature shoe, but they dropped some shoes today. It was inspired by Kyler Murray's. We don't, if we don't have them, it's fine. They're inspired by his draft night suit. Uh, it's the pink suit that he was wearing. And then he goes, I was just watching the Instagram stories of Kyler and he breaks it down. It's got a, a great Gatsby theme to it. That movie. He loves that movie. It was a book, by the way. I don't know if anybody knows that it, it started as a book like a, a long time ago. Have uh, you seen that movie with Leonardo DiCaprio? Have you yeah, watched that? I have. And, and he talks about the green light. He's infatuated by the green light. And how, you know, at the at the end of his dock, there's the green light across the bay. And at the that green light represents everything he works towards and, and wants in life. So these are the shoes. So if you know the movie that Johnny's talking about, the the Great Gatsby with Leonardo DiCaprio and uh Toby McGuire, it's got kind of this I don't know what, what you would call that on the like this art deco. Yeah, this art deco on the shoe. Uh, here's what I know that 
The movie has a 48 on Rotten Tomatoes. Can somebody get Kyler Murray a copy of Citizen Kane or something? Let's not. <laughs> the Great Gatsby, the movie, is trash. It's not good. So I, I'm a little bit. I love Kyler. Because it was done by like Baz Luhrmann. He's uh, this is the first thing I'm going to raise my eyebrow of all offseason with Kyler. Come on, Kyler. This, that movie was low-key pretty terrible have we confirmed that it's the movie or are we just assuming that he he's said not? the movie okay, yeah okay, he I said but i don't know did they do the they great gatsby back, back in the day though did they ever do it before i'm sure they did i read great gatsby in high school i know we we all read i yeah. think it was required reading oh did they do an earlier version of the movie yeah did oh. they i don't know no I, that's the film in 2013 is the only film they've ever made on it and uh yeah it was not good come on kyler i don't i didn't think it was i don't have a I'm indifferent on it. I actually didn't think it was horrible. 48 but. on Rotten That means. <laughs> sucks, man. That's like Indiana Jones 5 right now. He's got a 44 on Rotten Tomatoes. You don't see me repping 80 year old Harrison. You got to go with the audience score, not the critic score. What are you going off of there? I'm going off the critic score. The I, wow. I, I bet the audience. Hang on, this is bad podcasting. I bet the audience. <laughs> is, I bet the audience score is not. How about Kyler Murray getting his getting some cleats as he's doing his rehab? Any anything to that? Anything that gives you a little encouragement that? Uh, when, you, yeah. when you see the guy in the ringer yesterday dot com say that he's going to be out most of the season, it's like he's getting shoes from Nike. They certainly think that he's going to play. There's two points of clarification. So, uh, friend of the chat, Mr. J, uh, he says there's a 1974 version with Robert Redford. Maybe that's what Kyler's alluding to. Uh, 67 on Rotten Tomatoes for the 2013 movie audience score. Um, I will love that movie and and watch it nonstop for 24 hours if Kyler Murray comes back week one. Kyler. <laughs> You rep. I'll rep. I'll buy yeah. myself. A and I'll chug two beers in a row if Clayton Tune is starting Week One for the Arizona Cardinals from four peaks. Um, all right, real quick, Bo. You were DMing uh, Jalen Thompson, Buda Baker's trainer. But before we get to that, I want to tell everybody: if you don't have Memorial Day plans, what are you waiting for? Do it with our friends at Octane Raceway and Maverick. Maverick free bowling for veterans, active duty personnel. If you show their ID from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., in addition, the venue's going to open up early on Memorial Day at 10 a.m. Doorbuster deals, buy one, get one free $20 game cards, which is fantastic. Um, their game cards last a ton. And then buy one, get one free laser tag for an hour from 10 to 11 a.m. So if you're wondering, what am I going to do? My kids are out of school. Memorial Day, I don't have anything to do. Go to Octane Raceway Maverick on May 29th. You will not regret it. Plus, they've got this summer engineering camp right now. They're partnering with Engineering for Kids. Kids, kids 7 through, I think, 15 have an opportunity to go to this camp. It's taking place May 30th through the entirety of the summer, July 31st. Fantastic cause. They also have free bowling all summer, May 30th to August 4th. The Kids Free Bowling Program. Children 15 and under are eligible for two free games a day. They're just doing great stuff. We love our partners. I love our friends at Octane Raceway and Maverick. Uh, book some fun this summer, this spring with them. Again, whatever your taste is. Is it axe throwing, laser tag, virtual reality, go-kart racing, tons of stuff. You're only going to find it at OctaneRaceway.com and Maverick.com to learn more about. Also learn more about more furniture. They've got uh, obviously great selection. Save big on the best furniture in the Valley. When you head over to morefurniture.com, get some furniture for your living room, your dining room, your kids' room, your bedroom, your office, entertainment center. You can all find it 
can find it all at morefurniture.com and you can get that white glove delivery. It's heating up. I was walking outside today, going to lunch down the street here at downtown Phoenix and it's got getting my sweat on. And you don't want to have to be moving big, heavy furniture this time of year, but you don't want to also keep that from getting you a great new couch, great new bed, mattress, whatever it may be. Get that white glove delivery. We received it on all our Alphas furniture. We had it delivered. All the packaging was taken and thrown away. And then they put together the furniture and put it exactly where we wanted. And it looks great. Check out, like I said, save big, big on the best furniture in the Valley. When you head over to morefurniture.com, that Memorial Day sale is coming right next week, actually. So make sure you're checking out that website frequently, seeing all the deals that they have. So Bo's, Bo's sweaty. I'm sweaty. I've been trying to work out. Uh, Buda Baker, Jalen Thompson, equally sweaty, if not more so, uh, Bo. And uh, we saw Buda in the lab earlier this week, uh, you know, stunting on the haters. off season in the lab. Yeah, the disrespect that he's, he's putting in the gym work, and uh, he's doing it, it sounds like, with his trainer along with Jalen Thompson, Bo. Yeah, so, you know, you might be concerned as far as Buda Baker and the reported trade request – uh, that happened about a month ago, but uh, he did show before that that he and JT were working out together with a trainer outside the facility, and they were showing significant gains. And these are two guys that, that they're not Johnny and myself, just two schlubs who need to hit the gym, and you'll probably see results if we if we're consistent with it. But you're seeing huge results. I mean, we had the picture of, of Buda Baker's back, and it looked like he had a, an eight pack of abs on his back. I mean, he's absurd, but then his, his trainer posted this yesterday. It said JT underscore bro 34. That's Jalen Thompson, Buda Baker three, both hitting 10 yard sprint times faster than the faster recorded during the NFL combine, just getting started at built better underscore AZ. And I was just kind of confirming as far as, you know, what that meant. So you got the 10 yard splits. When somebody runs a 40, you get the 10 yard splits. And these guys are doing 10-yard sprints, and they're faster than the 10-yard splits that you're seeing at the the NFL scouting combine. Yeah, I mean, uh, we came into last season thinking they they were the the best pair of safeties in the NFL. And then the Cardinals didn't have a good year, and I think a lot of people forgot that. And so I'm I'm ready to retalk, you know, that that narrative this offseason because I I think Jalen Thompson got paid. He flew a little bit under the radar. Buddha was Buddha. I, you know, assuming both these guys suit up for the Cardinals this year, I expect huge things. I mean, they're just Jalen Thompson is the best day three pick in the history of Steve Kimes drafting, which doesn't say a lot, but he's a supplemental pick. He's a phenomenal player and and one I think is going to have a long career in Arizona and Buda Baker, Buda Baker being motivated like he is, I, I think is we could see a career year, even with the uncertainty in the front seven from from Buda Baker. I think yeah. these guys tackling machines. The, the the front seven is obviously it's not the same one that Jonathan Gannon had in Philly where it's going to have 70 sacks and, and create wreak havoc on, on opposing offensive uh, lines and, and put quarterbacks on the turf as much as they did. But Marcus Epps and uh, CJ Gardner Johnson had yeah. huge years last year. Gardner Johnson had six picks and Marcus Epps parlayed a solid season for Jonathan Gannon into a pretty decent deal with the Las Vegas Raiders. He had uh, what seven? He had he had a couple six passes defended. He didn't have any picks, but you know, Jalen Thompson and Buda Baker are far better players than those guys already. Yeah. So the idea that that Gannon's going to get his hands on him, Nick Rollis, and they're going to put them in better positions to be successful out there, 
I mean, I think you've got incoming career years for both these guys. Uh, just with they're in the best shape of their careers, which is crazy to say at this point in the yep. in in their careers. We love to see that. We also love to see the great work from ourselves, our many peers at gophnx.com. Howard Balzer has a banger of a new article up right now for free. If you want to check it out, use that promo code Howard H O W A R D. Pick up a T-shirt from the PHNX merchandise locker. Tons of fresh. Cardinals, Suns, Diamondbacks, whatever you want, whatever your flavor, check it out. Become a dyer at gophnx.com. Tons of perks, tons of benefits. We've got outings all throughout the summer. I know it seems like, oh, things are slowing down. No Suns. Diamondbacks are playing good baseball. Football's right around the corner. Gear up with us at gophnx.com, the PHNX merchandise locker, Bo. Yep. The uh, Cardinals continue their offseason activities next week. It starts uh, early Monday morning. We'll be out there. It's the one OTAs that we're going to be a part of. We'll see who's there. I mean, it's going to be a mix of rookies and vets. Will Buddha be be there? Johnny, any any predictions? It's voluntary. I do not think he will be there. I don't think he's going to be there either, but we'll see. He's surprised going to be there. I think Kyler's going to be there hanging out. Kyler's there last time. Uh, And so it's... We'll see uh, what's going on with the Cardinals with the latest from this organization. We start to mix this rookie class with the veterans, get even more of a glimpse of this 2023 squad. We'll have the latest Monday afternoon, barring any breaking news. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you then. Johnny Venerable, Sean DePaz, I'm Bo Brock. See you guys soon.